Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit LeiaHealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. It's Relationship Therapy with Rachel Cook. Our resident sex and relationship therapist, Rachel Cook, is on the line. How are you, Rachel? Oh, I'm back. Yay. Oh, we missed you so much. It's lovely to hear your voice. How are you? I'm very good. I, I actually really miss the show. It felt weird. It's been so, so long since I've, you know, not been here on a Wednesday, except for obviously when we have a bit of bit of Christmas breaks. I know. So. And here you are. We have a really good one to talk about today. We do, I'm, I'm going to, yeah, this is a really important conversation to have. Yeah. We're talking about relationship check ins yeah. and how important they are. Uh-huh. Um, so, so let's just get to the crux of it. Why are they so important? Why are they so important? Um, I would say they keep your relationship on track. They're very likely to do that if you do them well. It can help prevent kind of unnecessary conflict and argument um, really by addressing issues as they kind of come up. Hmm. So it can really keep you focused on creating and sustaining the kind of relationship you want and also recognizing if, you know, you really discover through that that you're not compatible. So you're not kind of staying in a relationship that you're both kind of, you know, not very happy with but not really going anywhere. So actually, I would say having check-ins is actually one of the biggest cornerstones of a decent relationship. Yeah, and relationships are work. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but you got got to put the work in if you want it to last. Do many many couples uh, do them in your experience? I mean, I'm sure you have, you know, all these couples coming into your uh, therapy rooms. Is this because they're not doing check-ins, do you think? Oh, my God. I mean, very, very few people even have the concept of doing a check in. You know, some people find it cringe. Some people just don't really know what to talk about. Some people are worried that they'll end up bringing up a load of things that they're unhappy with and that then it will lead to the end of the relationship. You know, there's all sorts of reasons why people don't do it. And some of it is just that they've never thought of it and haven't been taught how to do it. Mm -hmm. So I would say very few people are already doing it when they come to see me, but most of them are doing it when they leave me. <laughs> okay, yes, exactly. Um, and that's the point of uh, therapy, getting these tools so you can manage your relationship. But how often should you make time to have one? And h- how how long do you, do you recommend they, they should last? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, really probably do it, starting off by doing it maybe once a month, something like that. For some couples, they find that doing it once a week actually works better. Um, and so then you also have to take into account all the non-monogamous people out there, which might mean that there's multiple people involved. So you might be having certain, you know, kind of all members of the relationship having a check-in together maybe once a month, and then certain people might have one more regularly. So you've got all different kinds of setups here, but I would say starting off with at least once a month. You probably don't want to do it less regularly than that. And then in terms of how long it lasts, you know, again, sometimes it can take quite long the first few times that you do it just because you're unfamiliar with it. You might get stuck on certain parts and you're just kind of, you know, you're also kind of learning as you go and refining as you've done it a few times. So it might take a couple of hours the first few times and then you might find that you only need to take somewhere between five, maybe 20, 30 minutes, depending on whether there's lots of stuff to get through and what's come up since you did the last one. So what kind of questions should you ask each other? Like, I'm all for having a check-in, but, uh, you know, who kicks off and what should you kick off with? 
Okay, some questions might be, I'll give you an idea of things like, do you feel we're spending enough time together? Do you feel there's enough, um, What? how do you feel about the kind of uh, physical affection, you know, uh, and the sex in our relationship? Are our current boundaries working or what could we adjust in terms of, it could be time alone, time with family and friends. Um, you can also ask things that are, you know, very much connected to your lives, but aren't necessarily about your relationship per se. So it could be like, how do can we support each other's kind of goals or dreams it could be things like is there anything that's particularly stressful for you coming up in the next week or so that would be good for me to know about um is there anything you wish we did more of um is there anything that's been bothering you that we haven't talked about yet how do you think our communication has been going lately mm. um something like how do you feel about the trust and security in our relationship are there any any issues worth discussing um, then it could be things like, is there anything I used to do at the start of our relationship, but don't do as often now that you might like us to do again? Mm-hmm. Um, and then about the future, you know, is there anything you'd like to discuss about our goals for the future? Anything to update or change or discuss? And then just things like, what are some ways that we could have more fun in our relationship? Because I find particularly as relationships are, you know, as it's been a few years, maybe you're now living together, potentially you have kids. Maybe that isn't part of your relationship, but, you know, I think it's especially when it is, you might find that there just isn't as much fun. So being really sort of intentional about that and then also appreciating each other. What are the things that you appreciate about about our relationship, about me? Again, those things can feel quite cringe to begin with that you're like, oh, begging for a bit of a bit of praise. But actually, it can mean that you really take the time to reflect and appreciate. And it also becomes clearer if things aren't so great in your relationship. So they're the sort of questions. That okay. Really okay. Helpful. Great questions. What can you do if your partner is not very enthusiastic about doing this with you? Which I, oh, I you think know, really, you know, I find this a lot. I often find, particularly when it's heterosexual couples, um, that it's the the woman who's interested in doing this. Often, I find women have been done. We've been socialized to do a lot more. Um, you know, Checking kind of the, yeah, the relational glue. Mm. Um, that that in you know to keep us together. So it might mean that we're listening to podcasts, reading books, watching programs that are more about relationships and how to keep them healthy and stuff. It doesn't mean men don't do it. But, you know, certainly I find it's often more the woman saying, I'd really like to have these check-ins, things have changed. And the man saying, ah, I couldn't be bothered or, you know, well, things are kind of fine. Oh, no. Rachel. Oh, no, she's, you dropped what? there. You dropped. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I'm here. I'm back. You dropped you for me. a second there. You dropped for a second. I thought I was going to have to go to the song, but you're back. You're back. I don't know if you're a wire. Maybe I got too excited. <laughs> can, I, can I ask you then, because check-ins are very important, but what, what if you're really unhappy in a relationship? How can you decide if you need a check-in or a check-out altogether? Yeah. This one's difficult because yeah. I think it, it can sometimes be about working out whether what you're seeing in your relationship is kind of whether it's like red flags, either red flags in the other person or just red flags that, you know, you're really not compatible and this isn't isn't going in the direction that you want it to go. And sometimes that obviously takes time to work out because you might not know that what you want from the beginning is, you know, a long-term relationship with this person and it takes, you know, months if not years to get to know whether you want to do that longer term. But I guess it's really about sort of, you know, people will often say things like trust your gut. And I think that one is tricky because especially when we've grown up with difficult dynamics in our own families, um, it can 
can mean that some things that are really kind of, you know, uh, toxic, unhealthy, destructive for us might feel so familiar because of how we grew up that it might mean that we don't notice that we have replicated that or that's being, you know, that's being played out in our current, you know, adult relationships. Um, so it might mean that when something is is kind of really bad or dysfunctional, that our gut doesn't tell us that it's wrong because mm-hmm. it's something that's familiar to us. Yeah. And it might be the other way around that because we grew up with kind of dysfunctional dynamics in our families, it might mean that we're more likely to, um, you, you know, kind of uh, not notice, uh, you know, those kind of that, that, that sense coming up that something is quite wrong or we override it basically. So I would say, you know, really just sitting down, thinking about kind of the, your values in the relationship and what you see as, as being, you know, very important to you about communication, about the time you spend together, about other people's sort of behavior. What does, you know, those sorts of things are really good to kind of go, you know, what, what do I want? What's important to me and why? And, and mostly, unless you do that work, you're not going to know. It's a lot of self-reflection, I would say. Um, you know, you need to ask yourself a lot of questions as well. Um, so there are kind of signs if you're not compatible. But what are some of the signs if, if your relationship has just like run its course? How would you know that? Yeah, some people will say that it's about feeling like they've fallen out of love. And again, yeah. that's a really tricky one because most people over time, again, because they're not doing things like relationship check-ins, they're not sort of putting the kind of time and energy into their relationship that they did in the beginning, you know, when it's much easier in the beginning, particularly if you have that kind of infatuation honeymoon period, which not everybody has. But when you do have that, you know, you're spending lots of time really listening to each other, you know, gazing at each other, having often loads of great, really connected sex you know, all those kinds of things make you feel very, very connected to each other. And so over time, when people don't do as much of the, you know, listening to each other properly, um, really like engaging and spending quality time together, um, it can mean that we have this sense of falling out of love simply because we're not getting the same set of hormones that we did at the beginning of the relationship. So generally, the sense of falling out of love actually doesn't mean anything really about whether you're compatible, I would say. It's about really looking sitting down and having these conversations you know one framework that I use a lot is something called a radar which actually came up in the kind of non-monogamy community but you you know anybody can use it and they can just you know if you're monogamous you just leave out the part about other partners but what they do is they have this so radar r-a-d-a-r so you have a review for that's the r that's what happened mm-hmm. um last time what's happened since we had our last check check-in so that's just the facts not processing of sort of review of things that have happened then you have your agenda for your check-in which is things like quality time sex uh, your health and energy your communication conflict money work projects travel family and friends the household um, art and creative projects those are the kind of topics that you might use for this kind of check-in then you have the d in radar which is for discuss so that's discussing the different categories on the agenda then you have a for action so that's basically what are the action points from the last time and what action points do you want for the next time you know what what would you like to change what's mm-hmm. been accomplished those sorts of things and then the last r in radar is for reconnect reconnect with each other hug go for a walk eat laugh together have sex whatever it is to be able to feel like you can reconnect after what might have been a sort of difficult time but these sorts of things are the ways to really discover whether your relationship is something that one or both of you or however many of you there are in the relationship want to continue or not and that's a great framework to use 
Can you remind us of some of the red flags in a relationship? Sure can. Okay, some of the red flags. So you're going to have the red flags in the relationship itself, which are, you know, that you feel like you're walking on eggshells a lot, that you can't bring things up with your partner, that you feel incredibly neglected and lonely in the relationship. Um, Obviously, if your partner is in any way abusive, whether that's financially, sexually, physically, emotionally, um, you know, then you've also got... You know, things like that, you you've just find that you have incredibly different values in the relationship. Now, of course, very few people are going to have exactly the same values and you're obviously going to have different kind of needs and preferences. Um, but if you find that you're just like not on the same wavelength at all and constantly, you know, arguing about things or just really shut down. And, and brushing everything under the carpet, they're good signs that this relationship, you know, really isn't serving you. And, you know, we live short lives. We should mm-hmm. be in better relationships than that. And then also sort of red flags in a partner. You know, I would say that's controlling behavior, mm-hmm. you know, someone who's really not managing their anger, um, someone who's very, you know, if, if you've got someone in a relationship who's very narcissistic, it's going to be very difficult to really get your needs met. Um, people who are doing things like being deceitful or very entitled, um, gaslighting you, have very low empathy, who constantly make threats to leave the relationship, who um, there's a lot of contempt or a lot of criticism. Now, criticism is one that we have to look at because obviously if your partner's criticizing you, it might be because you're doing a lot of things that are you know, really hurting mm. them in the relationship. But those are the sorts of things that we want to look at in terms of red flags. Of course, nobody in, is going to be perfect in a relationship and no couple is perfect. Everybody has their, you know, the kind of issues and things to work through. But it can often help to see a therapist also to work out before it's getting to the to the to a crisis point to work out whether this is something that you want to continue. And if so, how can you make it better between you? What is the best way to encourage yourself to leave a relationship that is just dysfunctional? Yeah, I think that's really to have as much support as possible. You know, talk yeah. to your friends, talk to your family, ideally get support through a therapist if you can. Um, you know, there's so many online groups and things, even just Instagram accounts where people offer kind of memberships for people to be able to get together and discuss relationships and, you know, learn some more skills, have more resources, because, you know, there are all sorts of reasons why people stay in relationships. Sometimes it's because there's, you know, financial dependence. Often it's because you have young children and nowhere to go um, if you want to leave. And also there's a lot of dynamics that mean that, again, if we've been in something that has become very dysfunctional or even abusive, um, it can, you know, we basically get habituated to that. So we're still in a lot of distress inside it but we've learned to feel that we don't deserve more or that we wouldn't you know that we wouldn't be able to live without this this person or we wouldn't be able to be single um so there's a lot of reasons why it can become incredibly different difficult to leave a relationship that we don't want to be in so the best thing you can do is get as much support as possible absolutely rachel lovely to have you back thank you so much for today we'll chat next week okay Talk to you then. Bye, love. There we go. She's back next Wednesday to talk about a totally different topic. How to enjoy a hookup. Hmm. Yes, that's next week. If you have anything you would like us to discuss specifically in sex and relationship therapy, you can always get in touch with the show. You just email jen at rte.ie. Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit leahhealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always.